Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 466 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Another FRL, another super guest. We've got Ben Askren, of course. We've got Kyle Brackey. Well, you knew that. But we also got head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, Chris Bono. Coach Bono, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Hey, we're good. We're we're uh, dup, du- ducking and dodging this uh, coronavirus down here in Texas. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Michael right Bloomberg's trying to – yeah. Michael Bloomberg's trying to lick his damn fingers and touch everything <laughs> and spread the coronavirus everywhere. It's not good. But – Hey, you four, just saw the video, seconds, Christian. Four seconds before the show starts, Ben sends me this video of Mike Bloomberg eating pizza and licking his fingers and touching oh, It is so disgusting. It's, oh, my so gosh. I have, I have low standards. This goes. Hey, I am very happy today because Coach Bono, these guys pick on Wisconsin all the time. Oh, so I finally got such, it. It's so even untrue. Two on, it's a two-on-two match now. It's a two-on-two match. Bring it today, guys. That's totally untrue. That's fabricated. That's already, if this is a match, you already got taken down, Ben. It is untrue that we are anti. That's right. Hey, Ben's got a lot of falls after he's gotten taken down, so we're in good shape. <laughs> yeah, take that, Piles. That's How about point. the one guy on Twitter? The one guy on Twitter lectured you guys about saying Manitowoc County right. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say all the counties of Wisconsin right. And you know what? If it wasn't for the weird Wisconsin accent that all the Manitowoc County residents had, maybe I would say it better after watching Making a Murder. Coach Bono, have you watched Making a Murder yet? I have. It's the first thing I did when I got here. <laughs> first order of business. Let me learn about oh, the people of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my first step too if I hadn't watched it, Coach Bono. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll probably get back to um, you know if you <laughs> if you need some depth at 197 for for Braxton to train with, and he comes in, you could get if Dassey ever gets out. We've always maintained he's got he has some promise. Uh, yeah. he's, he's got, got a spot at the RTC. Yeah, RTC. He no, might not be able to get into Wisconsin. More- yeah, he's got more of a Greco build. Hey, he's, 250, he's 251 miles away, so that's illegal. We can't have him. Join oh, shoot. Oh, dang. He'll move. He'll uh, move. He'll move for his, to chase his dream. He loves wrestling. He's just not sure which kind. So, okay. Hey, we are we are all super excited about 133 pounds at the Big Ten Championships. You got a guy who's pretty dang good. He's an NCAA champion, Seth Gross, the top seed at, at Big Tens. And he's got a rematch looming. With Sebastian Rivera. And I'm telling you, this was kind of a weird match, Coach. Um, with that match potentially happening, likely happening, if, if you ask me, what are your thoughts on what Seth needs to do in, in comparison to what, how that match went in Midlands to get his hand raised again against someone as well, good first as we gotta Sebastian get, Rivera? First, we got to get past your boy um, uh, from Michigan. You're your, done right, you do. Thank right, you. you know, what, that's oh, good my coaching. gosh. <laughs> right. We're, don't, we're, encourage, we're, uh, don't encourage piles. Right. So anyway, we're, I'll tell you what, um, you know, obviously that's a match that, 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 you know, we, we expect to happen. We expect Seth to get there, but um, you know, as far as, as far as listening to coach Torniolo yesterday, I'm happy the way they're thinking, you know what I mean? They think they won that match. They think Seth was a dead man out there, whatever they want to say. Um, we're excited for the match. Gross is a competitor. He has wrestled in every single competition this year, including the Bill Farrell. Uh, coming off of back surgery, you got to remember the Midlands tournament was not even a year post major back surgery. Okay. Yeah. This guy was not training full time um, up until, I don't know, uh, you know, mid January. 
So, so I think the best version of Seth Gross has not been seen yet, and I think he's going to, you know, he's going to he's going to show it at the Big Ten tournament. And and that that um that's interesting you say that because I think one thing we've been kind of observing this whole year is it isn't the Seth from two years ago at South Dakota State where once he's on top the period's over and he's going to finish the period on top. He hasn't been able to ride as effectively. He just hasn't quite looked as sharp and in tune. Have you seen improvement of that since since Midlands? 100% he's a different guy than he was at Midlands. Physically, uh, mentally, you know what I mean? You come off a major surgeon, you know, you guys, I don't know if you've had major surgeries, but you're coming off an ACL, you're coming off of something, you're tentative for a while. You want to make sure you feel good. And then when something tightens up or you tweak something, you know what I mean? What runs through your mind is amazing, you know? And, and so um, he's had all that this year. He's had the, 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 the tweaking and the back tightness and, and, you know, we had to back him down a bunch, and it was, there was a lot of discussion about not wrestling a full season this year. But that's not who he is. He's going out there 30, 40, 50 percent and wrestling the best kids in the country every single week. So um, now he's had a little bit of time off. Um, you know, we've had one match a week now, and um, I'm telling you, he's a different guy. So uh, I'm excited for all these matches. And, you know, he, he, he's a, what people don't realize is, uh, you know, he's the most competitive person out there. And I think that separates a lot of people from, uh, you know, in the country. Um, looking at Seth's one of the guys, he had the luxury of kind of wrestling all the big dogs at the Big Ten. He wrestled DeSanto twice, he wrestled Rivera, and he's wrestled RBY. What did he take away from that RBY match where I think there's a lot of areas where Roman presents some really um, tough issues for for Seth and that he's so quick, he's hard to get to. Um, obviously, he was able to get the, the banana split against him, but what were your takeaways from that match? RBY's tough. Um, he's a competitor, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. And, and in that match, I don't think Seth wrestled. I don't think we showed RBY um, everything that Seth has. You know, uh, I don't think we took one shot. So, yeah. um, you know, our RBY is a heck of a competitor. Um, you know, we'll, we'll uh, when that match presents itself, we'll have Gross ready, and he'll have himself ready, and it'll be a, it'll be a heck of a scrap. This will this will be uh, Seth's first Big Ten tournament. Of course, he was in the Big Twelve prior. Is there any uh, level of preparation that 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 requires additionally, or is there a l- different like mental focus? Obviously, he's wrestled in big spots. Do you think first time in the Big Ten, uh, there's a different level of mental preparation necessary? Zero. He prepares for every every match, every tournament the same way. He's wrestled in World Championships, National Championships. He's won national titles. Um, the thing about Seth is you don't have to you don't have to get him ready mentally. I mean, he'll wrestle tomorrow out in the street if if, if somebody wants to wrestle. You know, <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Mr. Tough Guy. Oh, let's go do this. I'm just saying if there's an opportunity um, to compete, that guy is showing up and he's going to compete, win or lose, he's going to go out there and, and give it everything he's got. So with the back to the Rivera match, a lot of it came down to a pretty weird finish of the match where Seth ended up on a leg for an extended period of time. What was your understanding of that scenario, how it was called, and will it be called like that, do you think, moving forward? What nobody has mentioned is the match finished on their feet, so the count should have stopped. Okay. Mm. Okay? You know, I know people were saying, you know, he was. we should have had a stall call, put your hand up, blah, blah, blah. Um, the match finished on its feet. Um, as far as a reversal, I, I, don't, I don't know if I saw a reversal there. You know what I mean? They're saying if his hand's unlocked, it's a reversal. I, I don't know. I, you know, the bottom line was it was the calls went our way that match. Uh, we've been in a lot of matches where the calls didn't go our way. And, um, 
you know, it's going to be another match like that. Gross puts himself in those situations. I think I've wasted more challenge blocks on Gross because I don't understand the situation. <laughs> you know, but that's him. So he better be expect, you know, expect to be in, in some situations. And I think that's why he's successful a lot is he's going to put guys in situations they've never been in and they don't know how to react to every single match. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the things I, I brought up twice. I did a, a interview with Reese Humphrey on Monday for Rudis that I brought up yesterday is, you know, a lot of people, when they see Seth hit a latch up, they say, oh, he can't do that again. And then they see him hit a cradle against Santa, oh, he can't do that again. But, you know, to what Coach Bono is saying, Seth is a high-level competitor, and he's got a lot of ways to win. He's got a lot of tricks in his bag. And you just because, you know, they're unconventional doesn't mean he can't do it again. And it might not be a latch up, but it might be something else. You know, he just he finds ways to score points. He's unique. He's got a lot of ways to do it. And so, you know, people always want to count out and say that's an anomaly. But it's not an anomaly when he does it all the time. Right. Yeah, no, if you go back and watch him, everybody talks about he's got to get on top to win. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, that's that's not true. Right. You know, that's not true. If he gets a turn on top, it makes it easier to win. Um, but but he can score in every single position, and he can score six point moves in every single position from his feet, from the bottom, yes. you know, and he can get four, he can get four point turns. So the guy's always in a match, um, and, and and he uh, and let me tell you something, he practices all these moves. It's not like he just goes out there and wings them, you know. I I've, I've been on the end of you know almost losing my knee because the dude's lat dropping me. You're not you know, and you're like, what are you doing? Uh, Don't do that. And he's doing it in live matches, you know. Dang, um, so. Obviously, he's he's looking pretty good. I have a question here from from Sam Herring. Um, if Coach Bono could go back, what would be the first thing he would do to a program once he got there to build it up to the national power? Would it be finding recruits, connecting with donors, etc. So, Co- uh, Sam Herring's like thirteen. He's already thinking about how he's going to be a Division One head coach someday. So, so I uh, give him some advice, Coach. You know what? It all depends what program you're going to. You know, when you come to a big time program like this, you've got to hit the ground running recruiting. You've got to get the recruits in here to win. Um, now, when I was at the, when I started at South Dakota State, I had to build, um, I had to build the booster level. I had to build the fan base. I had to build, um, you know, uh, a, a team that you could actually put on the mat to compete a little bit. You know, I knew we weren't going to be in the top 10 in the country there for four or five, six years here. I know with, the brand of the W and the Wisconsin, if we get the athletes in here, we can win at the highest level. And it's also the fact that you're jumping into a big time conference here where you don't want to be 14th in this conference because you'll never get a recruit. So I knew right away, that's kind of why we went the transfer route for a little bit, right? We wanted to make sure we were competitive while we go out there and recruit the whole country and get these top kids in here and and, and enable them to have a chance to redshirt, build the team. So we're uh, without, without being 14th in the country or uh, in the conference for two years. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, proved to be a good strategy. You guys have been in the mix. How are you feeling about your your whole squad as you head into Big Tens, Coach? Oh, we're excited. You know what I mean? Our, our guys, um, I think they're going to find this. Uh, let me just say this. We've wrestled the top teams in the conference this year. So when we get to the Big Ten tournament, uh, our guys are ready. Our guys are battle-tested. They know who, who they have to wrestle, and they've already competed against them. So um, I'm excited for them. We've got a chance to, to, to wrestle and show what we've uh, been training. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, we, we, we want to make sure we wrestle hard and try to get as many guys at the NCAA tournament as possible. Yeah. Hey, l- let me ask a question. Uh, I, I think some people are sleeping on this. And they're excited about Mason Paris or Gable Stevenson. But 
Um, that match, Hil- Hilger and Mason Paris, which was at in Madison, was a freaking outstanding match. A lot of scrambles. Uh, ended up being three one with Hill with uh, Paris getting the only takedown. You know, uh, obviously, you guys feel like that's a match Trent can win. Do you think he's going to win in the scrambles, or is he going to have to get his offense going? I think we got to get our offense going, but you've also you got to be careful when you're wrestling Mason and, and really opening yourself up. Um, as you guys know, you get stuck in there, he grabs your arm, he's looking at barrel rolling you and outside fireman's carry and you know getting six points and that 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 puts the match way out of reach, you know. So uh, yeah. Trent did a great job of picking and choosing, almost had a takedown off of one of his attacks, you know. Um, but I also think we got to do a little better job of getting away and then a, a, even a better job of riding the guy. You know, our, one of our strengths is, is on top, and we didn't ride yeah. real hard, so. We get a chance to get on top, and we get a chance to get a takedown. Uh, and then, of course, if we win a scramble, man, it, it, it's uh, we're going to be right in that thing to uh, to be able to compete with them. Are you surprised to see the the level jump that Mason has seen just in one year from last year to this year? No, he's a great kid, right? He's had success at every level. He's a you know, from what I hear, he's a hard worker. He's got a great coach, got great coaches in his corner. Um, you know, you think about it, he was a true freshman, right? That's why in this sport we registered most of our freshmen, you know, um, uh, coming out of high school. Would you guys be saying it's such a big jump if this was his redshirt year and he's undefeated? Probably not, right? But you saw him probably as an 18-, 19-year-old kid who didn't have mm-hmm. access to a Division One weight room, didn't have access to Division One coaches, didn't have access to Division One nutrition, Big Ten nutrition program. So, uh, no, I think that's what the advantages of coming to a Big Ten school is, is you're going to have a first-class coaching staff, a first-class nutrition program, first-class you know, uh, weightlifting program, partners everywhere, and the chance to be as good as you really want to be. So, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I think every, everybody can make that jump if they're willing to uh, work hard and utilize all the resources they have around them. Yeah. All right, a lot of coaches don't want to answer this question, but I kind of ask anyways because um, <laughs> why not? Well, who is your favorite guy to watch that's not on your team in Division One wrestling? Man, I don't watch many other guys unless unless <laughs> unless, unless, unless they're wrestling against them. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, I I I can't pinpoint one guy. Who would you want to? Who would you want to wrestle that's on another team? Who so would you'd I be like, wrestle? Yeah, like this would be yeah. a fun match. DeSanto, no doubt yeah. about it. <laughs> You're gonna keep him off? Are you gonna now? What would you do? Would you hide the elbow like Seth and, and RBY do, or oh, what? I'd get, I'd get taken down a, a couple of times early for sure, and then and then and then we'd come back and scrap and fight and and then and then uh, get after it. How I many got taken down early? Yeah, how many how many points are taken away from each of you throughout the the course of of that seven? A lot, <laughs> a lot, Not a lot. lot. You know, we were uh, Kyle Brackey. You know, he's our dual ranker, but he also keeps track of another of another key metric, and that's uh, team points taken away um, in dual zero games. for the bad <laughs> I am stunned. Really? I'm actually disappointed more than anything. Fresno State balling out with six. Uh, Bracky, fill us in. Yeah, so I I do our box scores at the end of every week, and I'd always see teams getting uh, points taken away. So I was like, you know what? This year I'm going to track who has the most team points taken away, and we were going to ask you about it, and then it turns out you're not even on the list. How'd you pull how do you pull that off? Because you're you're a wild calm, man. You are not calm. Calm, cool, and collective. Calm, cool, and collective. You're maybe cool, but you're a wild. I guess. Uh, I guess is your your uh, 
Is it how you talk to the officials? What what is it? The the secret sauce? No, to- it's all about where. You, listen, it's where you step on the mat. That's it. If really? you put your foot on the mat, you're going to get a team point. So what I do is I talk to them beforehand. What, what are my rules? Where can I go this match? Tell me where you're going to call a team point. And you know what's funny is we have all these rules written down, and every rule is different. Man. Okay, yeah. Right? That is if a good you step oh, on yeah. the mat, you lose a team point. If you step across the line, you lose a team point. You know, if you if you go down in front of the scorer's table, you lose a team point. You know, so I just ask them, how do you, where, where do you want me? Where do you want me? Where can I go? And I'll, I'll listen to the referees. Wow. But they let you kind of go alongside the mat, right? At least there at home, yeah, as yeah. long as you don't step on it. Yep. And then you can't go in front of the scores table. That's a, that's a no-no. Big time. Ooh. Yeah. South Dakota State, you'd go wherever you wanted. You were slapping the mat <laughs> in big duels. Wait, we had, we, we had fans out there slapping the mat. Yeah. I remember a kid, like, you took out a kid. Yeah, you ran over a kid. a kid. Yeah. You took out oh, my goodness. Adorable three-year-old. Hey, let me ask you this. You've been, you've been recruiting for a long time. You've been everywhere. Is there a high school state tournament as great as the Wisconsin high school state tournament? <laughs> but, man, it was sold out, huh? That's what I'm saying. It's packed. And people freaking love it. Packed. Packed. Yeah. yeah. What what state tournaments did you attend recruiting this year? The state the state of Wisconsin uh, is, is amazing. Did it's you go amazing. To, did you go to any other state tournaments? Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm not sure how much I could talk about that on here. So I want to make sure you, I don't get in trouble. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he won't even comment on how awesome the Wisconsin State Tournament is because you are <laughs> right. a rule-abiding citizen. I love it. Oh, my gosh. What a square. Come on, Coach. I, <laughs> other coaches, I see other coaches are tweeting looking at, for some future studs at Minnesota. Hey, and guess what? You're not allowed to do that. Oh, snap. Wow. Oh. So, against the rules. Yeah. Who did that, Christian Piles? Whose Twitter was that? <laughs> no way. Do do some research. I'm not. I'm not. Get on Twitter. I ain't no snitch. What do you, oh my Coach Bono? What do you think about about uh, officials being able to take team points away? Do you think we we should stick with that, or do you think we could move to like a a, a technical then like ejection system? Yeah, I like that. I like throwing them out. I think that would be great. <laughs> um, I, 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 right? I do. I think you should throw them out. Um, it's like, right. I don't, I do. I've been listening to Nomad. I've been listening to Nomad and and I, at first I ignored it. Right. But then now, now, and I'm right. Why, what other sport do you take the point away? You know, get rid of the coach or, 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 or penalize the team in a different way. You know, I don't know how, but I think if, if the coach is the problem and he's causing all of it, you know, um, get rid of them. And you know what? I like you guys watch international wrestling. They don't take crap from the, from the coach. You yeah. go near the coach, boom, you go sit down. Oh, you don't go sit down, here's a yellow card. Oh, you want to argue, here's a red card, you're out. I like it. You're right. Yeah. We, we're, we are not the show. We shouldn't be the show. Sometimes we are. Sometimes I am, and I don't want to be. Right? I can't help myself. But the guys are out there <laughs> fighting this crap. We shouldn't be – we should not be um, getting team points, you know, uh, taken away. Get rid of the coach. Dang. I would love it. Would you ever uh, – all right, let's say the duel's not going great. You need to fire up the squad. <laughs> Would you ever kind of like fabri- <laughs> fabricate an, a, an ejection, get real loud just to fire up the troops? Because you see that in like baseball and other sports. Would you ever get ejected intentionally? Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's part of the rule, you let's, let's you know, whatever, 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 whatever I got to do to get the team rolling, uh, you know, I, I would love to do for sure. I don't know if I'd get intentionally injected. You know, I might get a yellow card, <laughs> you know, but I don't know if I could, I don't know if I can go as far as getting thrown out. 
I think I think I I hope this rule gets passed, and then all I want is for one coach to lose it so bad they start untaping the mat. That would that would be the ultimate. Cause you know they take the bases away be... in the baseball. <laughs> Some dude just starts untaping the mat. That would just. Uh, what about what about throwing chairs? That's still my one of my favorite tamper tantrums. <laughs> that is that Bobby was a temper tantrum. Bobby Knight chucking the chair. That was great. That's oh, all time. That would be funny. Yeah. What a maniac! Holy cow, Bobby Knight. Um, <laughs> all right. So what's um, I don't know what else what what else is going on. Any any other uh, should we? What about insta death? Oh yeah, you like that? Oh Seth yeah, Gross, let's do Seth it. Seth Gross would have his body count in, would be in, out of control. You know what? I I really do enjoy it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it because whatever we can do to take stalling away from these referees when you're on top and bottom. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Right. It's, it's such a subjective mm-hmm. call uh, that if you know the end result, if you get ridden for four minutes and the match is over, I think you'd have some guys trying to get off their belly. Yeah. There's no, no question about it. I mean, what, what is the start? Where do you fall on the, uh, the step out point rule? I think we should get rid of Yeah, I like that. I think a step-out point is good. And I only say that because I want it to be easy for the official. Yes. Right? It's black and white. Who stepped out? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't care what the point is, whether it's a point or a stall call or whatever. But it's 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 too hard. It's too hard right now for these referees. Uh, is it pushing? Is it, is it you know, you know they're, they're, one referee calls it this way. One guy calls it that way. I think you're putting the referee in a bad, bad situation. And it's, I think it's eliminating the calls of traditional stalling. Because yeah. let's just yes. say you push a guy out in the first five seconds. Now the referee's put himself in a situation where he had to call that. Now the guy's been stalling for the last four minutes and the score's one-to-one. He's not going to call that traditional stall call to, win, to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to end the match for a guy. Yeah, so I, th- I, I think it should be black and white, and I know the referees would agree with you know make it black and white for them. What's the holdup? What's the stop? Let's, can't you help push <laughs> this through? Man, I don't, I, I don't know. I know we talk about it at the convention every year about you know, uh, you know, we got to get on, we got to got to get you know the rules committee and everybody to vote on it. And we got to, we got to figure out how to get it through. Well, the, last year at the uh, convention, everyone was just yelling about RTCs. It seemed. Oh boy, <laughs> what was that? Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. He's right. Yeah. There was a lot of yelling and screaming. There'll probably be a lot more, um, you know, in, in this summer's convention, but, uh, you know, there's no rules. We got, we got to, we got to find a way to police the RTCs. Oh boy. I like the RTCs. I don't want, I don't want any harm coming. Man, down. that's coming up, isn't it? That's it. That's, that's about to start happening again here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. One... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to happen again for sure. Um, they're like a dog on a bone with that stuff. Okay. One final um, gross question. So he has the match against DeSanto and Carver. It didn't even look like Seth Gross. I mean, DeSanto just takes him out. No problem. He makes the adjustments at Midlands. What were the adjustments? What were the things he said, you have to do these things technically differently to beat Austin DeSanto? I think I said this before. He was already telling me his adjustments when he was coming off the mat in Carver-Hawkeye. Hmm. Um. And that's the way he works. You know what I mean? I got to finish my attacks. You know, I got to his leg twice early in the period, and he stalemated. I finished one of those. I'm going I'm to ride him out, and kick. it's going to be over. You know, I should have picked top, uh, you know, going into the second period, I think it was. Um, yep. You know what I mean? So so there was, there was, there was, you know, if you think about it, if he finishes that first takedown, rides him out, picks top, and, he, you know, rides him out, I mean, what, what, what happens? You know what I mean? In the third period. What, so whatever. It is what it is, right? I think – where Gross is good 
is each match is going to present a different scenario, mm-hmm. right? He might get taken down. He might get the takedown. And with each scenario that is created, he has an answer for that scenario. I think that's what separates him from a lot of guys. You know, for me, if I got taken down to my back right away, I was in big trouble. I didn't know any better but to stand up and just go harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, 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 he can have a different scenario for each um, action that happens in a match. Yeah. So no. for all these guys that think the second time or third time around, it's going to be the same match, it's not going to be. Love it. Uh, well, I, I'm excited for it. 133 at the Big Tens. Also excited for 165. It looks like we're we're headed for the like seventh meeting between Evan Wick and Alex Marinelli if those guys can hold their seeds. But of late, it's been um, Marinelli uh, having the advantage of winning the matches. What are what are your thoughts on that matchup, and what does Wick need to do to to reverse the trend there? Well, we got to get a takedown. You know, we we haven't had a takedown in the last couple matches against him, so we got to get a takedown. And, um, you know, and then, and then we got to make sure that, you know, you don't get post double legged, you know, or, you, you know, and, and in the match in Carver, um, I believe Marinelli scored off of our attacks. He, you know, we took attack and held on and uh, he cross ankle picked us from a friend headlock. But uh, so, so, so we did a great job in that match. We improved in our hand fighting, which was a big, big uh, emphasis. We improved with them not getting to our legs. Uh, but then again, when we got to, uh, you know, we took a couple bad shots and he, and he, and he countered us a little bit. Uh, but you know, um, Evan, Evan's mindset's right. Evan's, uh, ready to go fight for seven minutes and, you know, we, we, we can get to his legs and, you know, implement our game plan. The last four matches have been all Marinelli's game plan. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, Evan, Evan will be ready and, um, we just got to go out and wrestle. Do you see him choosing top? Again, it depends on right in the scenario. I mean, it depends what periods are choice. It depends what's going on in the match. It depends the flow of the match. Uh, you know, all, all of that. So you can't guarantee he's going to pick top. If he's losing four, nothing, you pick top. If he's winning three, nothing, or if it's one, one, zero, zero, what do you do? Right. I think it's all about stall calls and scenarios. And um, you make that call, uh, you know, on the run. Nice. Um, Bracky or, or Ben, any, anything else for coach Bono? I got nothing. I'm good. It was great. Might run into you at uh, the, the Annie Ann's at the Newark airport tomorrow. I think we landed about the same time. <laughs> I know, I know you, Piles. You put that, you put that junk into your body. I saw you in Vegas. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, that was 2015, CP. I've made some adjustments, brother. I'm on, you, you, I'm on the have. path. Yeah, I'm doing better. You're starting to sound like a lot. You're starting to sound like a lot of ex wrestlers. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't eat that. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't occasionally eat uh, poorly, but in general, my exercise hey, is a lot higher. I eat a lot better. Quick, before I go, before I go, let's answer that question that was I saw on Twitter last night. What Who's was eating the, the 20 hot dogs for five straight days? Who's running that? Oh, that was a funny that, one. That was, that was my favorite What's question. Funny? I'm going to read it real quick. Um, hold on. All right, from Steely Phil. He asks a lot of funny questions. All right. Complete a 75-mile race in under 24 hours. Stay in a solitary confinement room for 10 days straight. Eat 20 hot dogs for five consecutive days. You have to take an event. Who completes what? So is this – I got a question. Is this like what we would prefer to do? Because so what? it's, it's me, you, and, and Bracky. Or are we playing strengths? Because I don't know if I can make it 10 days in solitary confinement. I might go in totally insane. I, I th- seriously would hate that so much. It might be the best thing ben, for me, yeah. but I'm way ben, too social. you could do it. Ben, you could do the solitary <laughs> confinement. 10 days in the clinic? I might have – 
Yeah, it's solitary. That means like I can't talk to anyone or read anything. Can I read if I have some books? I could probably do it. Just sitting there. I thought it was talk to yourself. You'd be good, man. Ten days? That's so long. I mean, I really need to know like what's what's the iPad situation? Do I get to download some Netflix shows? Where where am I at? Um, You definitely don't get Netflix or an iPad. Maybe maybe a book or two. They, I, I get a hey, that book. Would be, that, that would still be hard. That would be hard. I, but be the, hard. the thing about that's a that's a totally mental test. Seventy five mile yeah. in under twenty four hours is like that's a legitimate distance to do. That's not just something like oh, I'll just be tough and do seventy five miles. Like that would require probably some training. Ben, yeah. I I worry about that's, you in that one, it's, buddy. It's only slightly over walking pace though, so I think you I think? could I could do it. I, yeah, I, you could walk a mile. Okay, if you walk a mile in. 20 minutes that's three miles an hour on the treadmill that that's a walking pace i think you could walk it like three and a half miles on, on the treadmill so three and a half miles per hour on the treadmill you could probably walk it i know this because my weight cutting strategy when i'm weight cutting for fights is you run really slow with you know obviously you can use plastics in fighting right so i run really slow let's say like five five and a half maybe six and then i walk and i usually walk at three or three and a half so i know that in fact that is walking pace even with plastics gone even cutting weight three or three and a half is walking pace so three, it's like three miles an hour, seventy. Yeah, I'm doing that because one, it's a day. It's not that long. Yeah. Also, it yeah. doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to take twenty four hours. Maybe I'll just knock it out in three. You know, you never know. Maybe I'll be real. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> that was. A what about uh? The, the, I haven't eaten hot dogs since age eleven, so that would be that would be. I find them repulsive. Hey, you know me. This body's a temple, so I'm not throwing uh, 20 hot dogs <laughs> in there. Bodo just threw you out of the bus. He said you eat junk. 2015 <laughs> CP. That's a, that's the old me. What were you eating? Oh, dude, he caught me. He busted 3.45 in the morning. We're going to catch a flight. I walked into the, uh, the Vegas airport. We're heading home, I don't know, from, from uh, the U.S. Open. This dude is smashing, smashing like four pieces of pizza. Um, you know, oh, my goodness. Everything on it. Yeah, it was uh, – he had, he had red sauce around his lips. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's not, hey, yeah. So we were, it was coming back from Worlds. I'm almost positive. And, um, world, yeah, world. Man, you know, that's a long week. Worlds is long. We did FRL every day, all day. I was, I was at a breaking point. And, uh, yeah, there was a Sabaro open. I just ordered a bunch of pizza. <laughs> I'm just sitting there by myself. You know, I'm like, you don't even think about, like, I'm going to see all these wrestling people and they're going to see all the choices I'm making. And I was, and man, Bono and Reader did they're, not hold back when they saw me with my <laughs> slices. That, that was too funny. During the stuff. So, yeah, 20. Okay. I couldn't eat that many hot dogs in a that day. That is so many. Yeah. 20 hot dogs? Ugh, so gross. That's disgusting. We're going to feel, we'll probably start to smell like, like our pores will emanate that smell. So, I'm going 75 miles in under 24 hours because yeah. only three miles an hour. If Ben could do it, I can do it. Yeah. If you, can, <laughs> if you can just walk it, you can I can just, walk for 24 hours yeah. straight. Yeah. And there's nothing stopping us from meeting. All right. So, thank you, Coach Bun. What would you do? Definitely the, the oh. 75 miles. Yeah. Yes. All right. Definitely. Well, that's good. I'm glad we have that out of the way. So, Steely Phil, you got to up the mileage, I guess, for us to <laughs> consider the other things. Or lower the solitary like 10 straight days. I would maybe do 24 hours. But yeah. beyond that, I would start to lose it for sure. All right, Coach. Well, I guess you have a team. What's What are you all doing today? Are you going to practice? Actually, today's a recovery day for us. We went we, we, we went hard uh, Monday and Tuesday, little Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday. We're going to recover today. 
um, guys are on their own to get their recovery in and um, get what they need, and then we're flying out in the morning. Just chugging some Badger Max, nice. replenishing the. <laughs> Did you ever drink Badger uh, Max, Ben? I no, I have not drank Badger Max. Man, it's uh, think about Gatorade, but terrible. That's Badger Max. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks so much, Coach. I'll see you. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you in New Jersey. Yes, All right. Sir. All right, guys. One. Thanks a lot. Safe travels. Yeah. Wash your thanks, hands. Bye. Goodbye. All right. Got a little standard precautions. Wash your hands stuff in there. Uh, don't want anyone. Hey, to we have a we have a zero room. tolerance policy. If yeah. you come, Ben, if you come to work here sick, you're gone. You're yeah. gone. Zero tolerance. Right, right now, or is this like normal, or is this just like coronavirus season? Just during coronavirus, just we've, we've been in, we've been in contact with the CDC. Yeah, we're, we've got, we had a whole whole thing, a whole meeting about all the things we can and can't do internationally. Um, yeah, I don't want to start a whole thing about it, but it, it is seeming less scary. But now with the Arnolds being canceled, guys, you got to have at least a little bit of worry about the NCAs and the Olympic trials, which are now uh, what two and a half weeks and four and a half weeks away, respectively. I'm kind of worried. I'm a little bit worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Not me either. Um, I think it's fine. Not what? You're not worried about that? I mean, like, it's not you get to make the call, Christian. It's it's the NCA, which is a it actually, huge it, organization. It's my decision to make, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant to tell you that. He's pulling the strings. I'm pulling the strings, bro. No, yeah, uh, I know. I know that. I, I just don't think. I don't think it's risen to that level where it's like, oh, our, our events are really in jeopardy. I mean, I think. In the Olympics, I I fully I'm not saying that's not in the cards or could be definitely in danger, but I think Big yeah. Tens, NCAA's, Olympic trials, I just don't see it. I hope not, yeah. but um, you know, yeah, hope not. Um, I hope not. Also, hey Kyle, I kind of mentioned this to Christian in uh, in a text with all of us. I I thought you were, I thought we were gonna legit do this this nickname bracket thing. I thought that was gonna be so much fun. I was really looking forward to it. No, I think we can, just not right now. we we all have so okay. much on our plates with Big Tens and NCAA. Maybe the mm. week in between Big Tens and NCAAs we can get it started. Um but no I, I wanna do it. We just need a little bit more time. Is it a sixteen man bracket? What that's what we gotta figure out. No pigtails. No pigtails. How big do we wanna make it? Yeah, I think probably thirty-two. Christian, who's your favorite nickname? Favorite nickname in in college wrestling? Co- active act. We'll say active college wrestling. It's Gas Tank Gary. That's iconic. <laughs> That's the best. Are that we, not just because I love he, Gas Tank Gary? It's like that is a great nickname. Are we like confining it to current wrestlers, or is it like all time? I think at least if we're if we're in college season, I think we should at least do this one in college season, and then maybe. A different time we do, uh, you know, any any wrestler of any era can be in it or something. It's interesting. Some of the greats don't really have nicknames. Like Spencer doesn't really have a nickname. Um, Mark Hall. I mean, you know, a lot of the really good guys hmm. don't. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to come up with some. Seabass is obviously a great one. DeSanchise. No one That's really calls good. him DeSanchise, but I think me. That's a good nickname, though. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of myself on that one. So... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can come up with that between conference and, and NCAAs. Hey, we're by the way, we're gonna have a, a bracket breakdown show Wednesday when the brackets come out next week. Ooh, nice. That's gonna be so fun. So you guys loved that last year. 
So we, one of our core values is to make stuff fans love. So you love it, we will make it uh, to the best of our ability. So that will be exciting. Wednesday evening, I don't know the exact time for when all that stuff's going to come out, but it's going to happen. It's going to be very fun. Uh, and then we'll be, have a week and a half to pour through these brackets. It's going to be it's going to be a great time. Also, uh, real quick, you know, Coach Bono said he couldn't say where he went. Campbell coach Scotty Sinta says you can go where you you can say where you went. I don't know, Coach Bono. He, he seems like he has a pretty good grasp of the rules. No, like I agree, but much, I know. saw all weekend coaches posting. You know what? Though? Where they went. The, here's the thing. Here's why they could both be right because. It's like totally on your school's interpretation of the NCAA that rules. Is true. It's not actually yep. spelled out. So I was talking yes. who is whatever um, your compliance office says. Yeah. Like um Coach yep. Beasley, like he knows the rules inside and out, but then ultimately he's like, Really, your your school kind of says whether you're in or you're out, and one school will say, Yeah, this yes. is no good. So it's <laughs> it's really kind of highlights kind of how the NCAA rule set is like makes no sense and is maybe a little antiquated in a lot of ways because coach Senta has the Campbell compliance could say yeah you're you're free to go wherever you want and you can tweet about it that's that's well within the rules and then yeah. Wisconsin maybe they're just more strict on a certain area or other big maybe it's a big 10 thing yeah because there's there's some schools um they literally make graphics for when their coaches go visit places yeah so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I've seen wow, Northern Colorado seen App State North Carolina all make kind of like graphics like, oh, we got Coach So-and-so heading out to Illinois. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Okay. That, that um, is weird. What else is going on on Facebook? Any other uh, Demon coaches in the comments there? <laughs> no, just uh, Sintez right now. Nice. Okay, cool. All right, so we have other conferences that we haven't really got into. We barely got, to, got through Big Tens. Um, do you want to talk a little ACC action there, Ben, or – where do you want to go? Uh, yeah, ACC's got some fun brackets. I, I checked those out last night. Um, obviously, the ACC is vastly improved over where it was, say, five, five years ago. Um, what bracket was the one that I'm going to – shoot, I, I clicked our 65 Obviously, good, what, 84. Yeah, a, 84 is the obvious. There was another one, maybe 33 or 41, that I, I really liked. Um, hold on, I'm going to get our doc back up. Yeah, 33. Which one's your favorite? Well, I would mm, sixty-five. I want to see the the McFadden Bowler rematch. I want to see McFadden Monday rematch. Uh, I, I think that's that's exciting to me. I think forty-one is really fun with Tariq Wilson, the one, the two Sherman, three more, four Cole Matthews, five Brian Courtney. That's that's a pretty fun weight class. Those are, those guys are tough. All legit dudes coming out of high school, too. Yeah, super legit. Yeah. 65 I really like. 74, no thanks. 84 is an obvious, obvious. No <laughs> just said no thanks. No thanks. No thanks. Just, no. That's just, rude. It's not rude. That's rude. What? I have to like every weight class, was rude. What was, what was rude about it? You don't have to I mean, like it, but no thanks it? is a little... No, th- little, yeah. Oh my gosh! Listen to you two, Ben. <laughs> my my gimmick is my gimmicks being the asshole, Christian. You're the good guy. <laughs> you can't be saying no thanks. No thanks. I just don't. Just no thanks. I just you know compared to Hunter Bolin, Trent Hidley, and Nino Bonacorsi, I say no thanks. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. I know which bracket. I know which bracket I really liked. I think 157 is gonna have some really fun matchups. That's you do. What I really liked. Why do you think that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, BC LaProd's having a pretty solid year. Talib Ramani's, you know, he's hot and cold. AC Headley's having a solid year. And obviously, Hayden Hidley's really good. And even, even Justin McCoy's, you know, had a decent year. So, McCoy's that, solid. that's going to be a pretty fun bracket. Yeah, it's going to be a fun bracket. Yep. 
big uh, big fan of BC LaPride. Shout out New Kent, Virginia. Yeah, do, what, what are your thoughts on 65? How do you see that going? Do you think – I mean, Monday, literally technical fall David McFadden. Yeah. We also – I, I want to get my re- – did, did Wenzel and Monday wrestle? I'm blanking on that matchup. Because Wenzel's pretty tough, and, and you know, Monday's obviously dropped some matches again who weren't all that good. I, I'm going to search Wenzel real quick. I don't think he's um, lost to Wenzel. Um, yeah, he beat him 8-5. Okay. So, yeah, so you got to think uh, – Kennedy is, is the probably the favorite in that match, um, yes. but you know he he's had he's had results. You know he lost to Zach Hartman, he lost to Josh Shields, he lost to Phil Phil Canigliaro from Harvard. So you know he's had some down matches. Obviously the up match right you Tech falls David McFadden. So I think you could very easily see him losing that, but he could drop a match to uh, one of the. There's some four, there's four really tough guys in the bracket. He could definitely drop a match there. Yeah, I, I really think Monday's excellent, but. The consistency still hasn't been there. He got rolled yeah. over by by Hartman, which was pretty surprising, just in how that went down. So I think McFadden gets it back on track, but the the loss to the loss to uh, Bullard was was so surprising yeah. to me. I just did not see that coming, and it materialized exactly how you would have expected it to if you said yes. Bullard wins this match. It's like McFadden's going to attack the whole time. Great counters, good defense from Bullard, tough ride, and. The blueprint was followed by Bullard. His, um, the way he was kind of like tying up McFadden reminded me of Roshkoff. Mm-hmm. How he mm, beat McFadden. Yeah. He uh, going. tech-falled McFadden at some point. Yes, in the duel. Roshkoff was really good. He's apparently doing really what? good. I follow him on, on Twitter. I think he's doing pretty good. I don't know if he's fighting or doing jiu-jitsu. I think he's he doing just won a no, fight. He's, he's fight. Yeah. No, he's fighting. He's like 7-0 or something, I believe. He seems like he would be good at fighting. He just taps some dude out, yeah. Yeah, he's good at he is good at jujitsu. I know that much. I don't know what it. He's he's five and zero. Oh. I, I made a mistake. He's five and zero, oh, not seven and zero. Oh. But yeah, he he's having a really solid uh, beginning to his fighting career. Yeah, cool. So go go him. All right. So sixty five. Who who are you picking? Um, I think Kennedy's probably the the safe pick. Um, but I, you know, it's again, another one where if McFadden wins, you know, like, oh my gosh, McFadden won. Um, I'll go Kennedy cause he's beaten all these guys this year. Yeah. I think McFadden, I think in my mind, everything regresses to the mean or whatever. So returns to the mean. So I think the mean yeah. is McFadden up and Monday slight regression and you know, Monday's lost two of his last three. So he's not coming yeah, in like. Yeah. Actually, two of his last four, excuse me. So he's not coming in like on fire. You know, he lost six two to Josh Shields, which if you think if you think uh Kennedy's an all American, that's a match he should be maybe more competitive in or, or definitely win. So Yeah. I'm taking McFaddy Daddy as well. Yeah. Out of the three. I who are we, who are you taking at eighty four? I have no idea what to do here. Except I do. Yeah. I'm going hundred. Well I, I well I think the uh, I think that's the easier one because you look at you look at Bonacorsi and Hidley, that's a really tough match, right? So, you know, maybe you say, I don't care what you want to say, one of those guys wins, say 60, 40, 70, 30, right? And then and then you win the finals, and even if you bowl and you say 50, 50, you tie you times the 50% by the percentage they had winning the previous match, and Bowen's chances of winning are much higher. So that was that was a little math work for you guys. I don't know if you, you guys are math teachers. I no, I was not. I taught special education. Suck at uh, math. Yeah, okay. r- really bad math. You lost student. me. Okay. He, you lost so me. So by probability, by probabilities, 
Bowman is the easy choice. Right. Yes. Except I think you just have to pick I to me, I know Nino just beat Bolin, but I think if you look it's gonna be Bolin versus Hydley. I just really don't see it. So now we're just picking who do we think would win that match. Who do you think would win Bolin versus Hydley? Well, I don't I think that's flawed thinking because Bob no. Bonacorsi is not zero percent against Hibley. I mean, he's probably what twenty to thirty percent minimum. There, there's a, there's a decent chance he's gonna win that match. You're saying they, zero when First they. I'm not saying zero. Yeah, I'm not gonna say zero. I'm not saying zero. <laughs> but uh, it was not a great match. It did not look like a good matchup for Bonacorsi when they wrestled in the duel. I think Trent had three takedowns to three escapes from from Bonacorsi, and he just didn't have an answer for that underhook offense. Um. So I actually like the matchup for Trent. But then Bolin gave Trent a bunch of problems in the duel. So Yeah. Um, to, to me, it's matchup-based. It's not like how good they are. Like, Nino and Trent, there's not a big disparity in their talent, but the matchup, to me, is what makes it like, I don't I don't see how this gets reverse course. So yeah. I see Hydley yeah. beating Nino because that's a bad matchup, and I see Bolin beating Trent because he happens to match up well against Trent. So that's how I look all at right. it. All right. We're all picking Bolin for for uh, several very, reasons for very different reasons. I kind of want to raise the I kind of want to raise the rough. <laughs> oh my god! And take Trent. Wait, what? I, you missed this. <laughs> Trent Trent doesn't raise the rough. It's Gannon freaking Gremel raises the rough. Trent does it. G Grim. Then yeah. G Grim so did this. Yeah. It's all on your G, finger direction. G Grim was going under, but he was doing it in the middle of the match, and Dresser was like, "Let's maybe not raise the rough in the, at the end of the second period." <laughs> A little too early to be raising the rough. That's like my favorite quote of the year. Oh, so raising the rough. Maybe. Oh, that's so great. I like. Uh, yeah, bring yeah. it back. He was. This is the like. Let me hear it. And this is raising the roof. Yeah. A lot of people forget that. Okay. Well, I like Hydley, uh to win that one and then fall to Bowling, but that's going to be obviously a really fun one. Interesting nugget. If you're curious, how how do the seeds favor? Which team projected team points? This is just projected seeding points. You can't yell at me for this. This is how it's seeded. NC State one fifty six, Pitt one forty eight, UNC one forty seven and a half, Tech one thirty three, UVA one twenty nine, Duke seventy eight and a half. It's not going to really look like that, but that directionally is probably how it's um, how the seeds play out. So pretty interesting that NC State and then Pitt, whereas maybe you would have thought. That'd be Tech or UNC fighting for that second spot. But I think all those teams have opportunities to win. I think yeah. if you look at the seeds, um, Tech has a big opportunity at 165, right? Um, yeah. I mean, with the, with the way the seeds, the, I would, I, would, I don't know what their scoring is because I don't know if they're using just general 16 team or whatever. But there's obviously going to be a gigantic discrepancy between um, first and fourth since there's only six teams. And when you look at some of these brackets, you could very easily see – Someone who is a four seed making the finals. Um, I, I think that's definitely, you know, see, uh, who do we just talk about 165 beating Kennedy Monday? Well, Hartman did beat him, but it was Wenzel that he'll oh. likely have in the No, semifinal. Wenzel, right? So, you know, Wenzel, if he goes from, in a six-person bracket, if he goes from fourth-place points to first-place points, that's a gigantic jump for Pitt, right? And so I, I think you see those a few different places where the guy could, uh, or, you know, say at one 174, if you saw – uh, Cody Hughes or Clay Lout, if they beat Greg Harvey, that's not like insane. And so I, I think that the points can sway very easily in this. All right. So Ben, I don't know if you know much about like West Virginia rivalries and stuff, but, uh -oh. um, 
Kyle Bracky. I don't even know where you're going with this. Kyle Bracky hates Pitt. He that's, that is like <laughs> the does? main. Oh my gosh! So that is the <laughs> rivalry. Explain the rivalry, Kyle. Well, I mean, the schools are separated by like 60 miles, and um, growing up a huge West Virginia football fan, that that was a big rivalry. They played over 100 times. It's called the backyard brawl. Um, but it doesn't really translate over to wrestling that much, though. Just because, like, how do you not like? Keith Gavin and these guys. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I don't know, it's hard to hate, like, wrestling. Schools that sponsor wrestling, you know? Um, yeah. Keith Gavin's pretty unhateable. I know. I know. I don't hate Keith Gavin. I don't hate the Pitt wrestling program. All right, well. It's, gonna... the, it, it, it's the football and basketball programs. All right, so they're immune. They can okay. they can eat it. <laughs> yeah, they, there's a very profane thing they say about Pitt in West Virginia. We cannot say Ooh. it on air. You probably would, Ben. <laughs> I'm sure pot- they say a few. Uh, I'm sure they say a few profane things about West Virginia people too. Oh yeah, yeah. They try to do the whole like look down at us thing and like try to say we're not rivals and they're really rivals with Penn State, but Penn State doesn't even acknowledge their existence. So <laughs> <laughs> I would say it would be more something like you know. Dating, dating your sister or something. Oh well, yeah, very yeah. cliche. That, yeah, they they can't yeah. come up with anything else. <laughs> to which Kyle Bracky replies, uh, Kyle Bracky replies, "Love is love." And who, who's to say? Uh, so yeah, all right. But yeah, Pitt has Pitt has a good team. Greg Harvey's been a, a real surprise for me this year. He looks like he could be a, a conference champion. He's the number one seed at 174 pounds. So they're, they're looking pretty good. And obviously Demetrius Thomas, a really tough guy. He's Probably one of the bigger favorites to win the weight at 285. I mean, what Gavin and them have done there in two years is incredible. They're a top 10 dual team. They're a top 25 tournament team. Um, they were great last year as well, too, so hats off to them. I'm I'm excited to see where they're at in, I don't know, five, six years. Yeah, they're they, recruiting really well, too. After they really get yeah. it going, get it cooking. It's, well, it's that, that Whipple... That Whipple area is so good. I mean, you saw that graphic where the just just Whipple, not Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. just Whipple had five guys ranked or four guys ranked number one at one time. It was uh, Kemmer, Spencer, uh, Pletcher, and Vincenzo. Is that the fourth one? He yeah, one? he's Pittsburgh Whipple. Central Catholic. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, with that that Whipple area is you. You would definitely argue that that's if you just talk about like a, say put a dot in a fifty mile radius. You could make an argument that's the best wrestling area in the country. I mean, there's a few different places you can make the argument about, but that's definitely one of them. Well, and also you have to consider the proximity to Cleveland, right? Like they're right there yeah. where, where Cleveland is, yep. so, and their proximity to West Virginia, which so they've got the <laughs> got that Parkersburg pipeline set up. Uh, so yeah, it's all it's it really is like we had a kid go there for a second, Lou Thomas. Was go to Pitt. Yeah, he won power and stuff. He went to Pitt for a hot second. Well, there you go. What happened? What happened to him? Kyle. He ended up transferring to West Virginia and came home. He came that, back. N- yeah. And then what? He, won he never qualified for nationals or anything, but oh, okay, he, he was right. three-timer in West Virginia. He won Powerade. He was, a, he, he was kind of a tweener. Like he, mm-hmm. he spent a little bit of his time at 97, but he was cutting a lot to make that, and then he was a small heavy. But Lou was very good. Those are really yeah. tough. Uh, I think we have to have some action just for Ben and the, the Tiger style stuff. Yeah, right? let's he, do it. I'm actually considering going – yeah, Ohio oh, yeah. Bobcats, baby. All this I'm matching. considering going to the finals. It's in DeKalb, which is like an hour and a half away on Sunday. I am I'm, I have not locked myself into that, but I'm thinking I might go down there. Okay, well, the most interesting weight to me is 141. I don't know if that's the best weight, but I looked at it and I declare it the best weight. It's the one I'm most interested in. Number one seed, Dresden Simon of Central Michigan. Number two, Evan Cheek. 
Number three, Sedarian Perry. Number four, Kyle Shoup. Number five, Grant Leith. Number six, Shakur Laney. Seven, Alex Madrigal. Eight, Peter Lapari. Those are all good guys. Mm -hmm. All those wrestlers are good at wrestling. And Grant Leith, to me, is like, well, what a wrinkle this guy could potentially be. What he's been before, how talented he is. Obviously, injuries have derailed a lot of his career. But when he's been healthy, even with the neck brace, the guy is dang good. Uh Uh-oh. 41's a really good what happened? You lost you're, me? You're you're kind of frozen. Oh, am I good now? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, okay, yeah. Grant, Grant Lee's have you know, he's had a very up and down season. Uh I don't know, you know, I try not to ask too many tough questions when I talk to him. It's usually uh easy stuff. Um but I I think the weight cuts affect him a little bit and he's had the really up and down performance. Has the lineup full time, right? They they put other guys in the lineup sometimes. Um so hopefully we see a really good performance out of him. I think we could also – I think 149 is also a really interesting weight class. Um, you know, you go – obviously Brock Muller is the number one. Zach Roll, Colson DeBlasi, Tyson Williams, L. Kagan. A uh, bunch of tough guys in that weight class also. That is a and good one. 57 is not bad. And, and Muller, you know, coming into this year, it's like, man, this guy maybe is uh, on the short list of guys that can win a title. And maybe he's still on that list, but he's had some lapses that make you think – all right, maybe not, maybe not. So wait, I thought he's only lost one match, Christian. He had a he had a super tight match with who was it? Um, Tyshawn Williams, I think, overtime. Yes, yes, uh, it was Tyshawn. I think the only loss is Jensen from Wyoming, right? Lost to Jensen, which it, yeah, I mean, throw that out maybe, but all at the same time, it also happened, right? Um, yeah, he did beat Boo, which is a good win. So I I don't know. He mm-hmm. was just in. You know, three two over over Seth Hogan. So he's had some close matches. Is is my point? I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Okay, but he's won his last quite a few, so he's he's doing fine. Okay, so but as Tiger Style, they're they're favored to win this, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I imagine yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. No, I don't think there's anyone that else is very close to them at this point in time. No, uh, and they've they've won a whole bunch of MAC titles. I mean, I really do like I like a lot what these conferences are doing. Where they're you know the Pac-12 obviously grew into, I'm sorry, not the Pac-12, the Big 12 grew into a whole bunch of teams. The MAC now has 16 teams. I, I like this way better than um, what it was previously, where there were a lot of smaller conferences. Uh, I, I like these bigger conference tournaments. They're way better for the athletes. So based on our MAC ranking, our latest set of MAC rankings, uh, Missouri's favorite. Over Central Michigan by twenty points or so. Hmm. I got uh, I got sent some more NCAA compliant stuff. I'm not sure about Uh-oh. talking about this stuff. So a PSA, which is prospective student athletes, location cannot be referenced directly or indirectly in social media posts referring to Georgia as the Peach State and or using a peach meme. <laughs> I love they call a peach meme. They mean emoji. Doesn't change anything. Um, but that's not, that doesn't say you can go to the Minnesota state tournament. That doesn't mean you're like, that's like talking about a certain, that's an individual. You're not talking about yeah. an individual. You're just like, I'm at the Minnesota yeah. state tournament recruiting. So, right. uh, I don't know. could be kind of a gray area. seems like a gray area. It's a gray area. So therefore it's fine. <laughs> as long as it's gray, as long as you can prove that it's gray, I think you can do it. So coach Bono should have said where he went, even though he already said he went to Wisconsin. So what's the difference? All right. Yeah. Um, so that was the Maction. We haven't seen no Big 12 precedes at any point? No, I think today. I saw Iowa State tweet today. 
Okay, so hopefully, hopefully those come. I think uh, in the Pac-12 it would be the last. Actually, I don't think I've seen SoCon either. What, what the heck? We didn't talk about EIWAs, did we? Oh no, we didn't. And these guys, yeah, because there's <clears throat> there's a couple that are disaster, Christian. I get, tee it up, Ben. Let them know. Well, he heard. They, number one, they they got the goat seated number four, and that doesn't that <laughs> does not that does not that does not mess with the goat. Who they're really messing with here is Patrick Brookie. Now, Jarvis already beat Brookie, <laughs> so why are you? What is that? Not his name, Brookie. What's Brookie? Okay, whatever, Brookie. Okay, Darby already beat Brucky, so you really you really jack it up, Brucky. And they did the same thing with Kolodzik, putting him at the four. That doesn't really screw Kolodzik. That screws the number one guy. Yeah, the EIWA. It's a very EIWA move. I think they have like a formula. It's all these smart schools, so they don't want to have a formula. Yeah. I'm but, trying to see if I can find. But it. But it makes some craziness like that. But there's a chance maybe there's like a night before seating meeting where they can square some of this up. Because yeah, Ben. Excuse me, Ben and Ben Darmstadt and Pat Brucky hitting in the semis is uh, doesn't seem ideal for the conference or for mm-hmm. Pat Brucky. So I think for all parties involved, it would make make sense to split those guys up. Yeah, for sure. As I as I'm not aware of a head to head win for uh, Koser or Jacobson over Darmstadt. Obviously, he spent some time at at 184, but uh, he's been pretty solid at, up at 197. Yeah, are they just penalizing him for not wrestling. I don't know. He's wrestled there a good bit. He tried to win two NCAA weights this year. Sue him. I don't think that should hurt his hurt his seating. Um. So yeah, that's a weird one. How about one thing that stuck out stuck out to me was Travis Stefanik at the at the six seed. That's a guy that's pretty dang good. That I don't know if he can go with the Dupres or the Weilers or even the Stewarts, but I could see him jumping up there a little bit. As he's a, he's a pretty tough guy. Um. Pretty tough EIWA tournament in general. I mean, St- uh, Slavikuski seated over J- Jordan Wood seems that like sticks out to me as well. Yeah, yeah. like why? Why is that? I mean, I, am I unaware of some Jordan Wood loss? Do we result? do we know what their formula is? I tried to find it. It could site be couldn't find it, it could be the Pythagorean. Oh my god! They didn't wrestle this year. <laughs> they, they didn't wrestle. They got some good brackets though. Seventy four is a really good bracket. The fun matches sixty five and fifty seven. There's all going to be. Um, all all through those back games, really fun matchups. Um, some in the quarters, but definitely semis and on. So Lehigh by the preseeds is the favorite. Do you see them winning, Ben? Uh, if you would not have told me that, I would not have guessed they're the favorites. I, I actually right. would have guessed it would be Pr- Princeton because Princeton having such a good year. But you know, as I kind of look through these preseeds, Lehigh's got a fairly high ranked guy at almost every single weight class. So. Maybe they just don't, you know, like that. Say the the IWAs is different than the NCAs because um, the NCAs Princeton would have a bunch of guys ranked in the top four, whereas I believe Lehigh's only guy ranked in the top four is Jordan Color. Right. Also, Klausik is seated fourth. Yeah, that's going to help because he's. <clears throat> I mean, how does he? He's that's going true. to win that. He's going to win that weight, right? Barring now, he You're, does. He has had some weird losses in his life, but. The idea that he won't win this tournament would really stun me. And man, he is just yeah. this total wrinkle that, like, we haven't hardly talked about this year because he came out so late. But man, come NCAAs, where he's seated, yeah. wherever he winds up, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fascinating to see where he winds up and how he looks at EIWAs this weekend. He's super good. Well, where where do you guys think he? So, okay, just get, say that he wins the EIWAs, which mm-hmm. I think you guys are assuming, which as well as I would assume. 
Um, where do you think he ends up in the seat? Can, can he not be seated because of uh, lack of matches, or where do you think he ends up? I, it's going to be a tough one. Um, looking, so he's looking at 10 really, matches? Mm-hmm, 10. He could he get, might, like, he's gonna get 13. Four, 14, 13? It's just the quality wins are going to crush him. He just doesn't have them, and he's not going to get that many <clears throat> yeah. in the – at EIWAs, you know, Clark's obviously a really solid win if he gets it, and mm-hmm. Hunter Richards, okay, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's going to be tough. I mean, what if he ends up on the on the one yeah. side? What if he ends up in the one seed's quarter? He because he won't be a one seed or a two seed, but maybe it's more like that round of six, round of sixteen, or the or or the round of eight that's going to really. Jack- I mean, say he ends up a five. You know, when he should be the one, that's going to really hurt the four, isn't it? It hurt the four and potentially the one. It, it would be hard to see him that high as a four or five. That's a total reputation seed, if you if you think about it. Because there's not well, going to so be. What, what, what's your what? What do you think then? What you? I don't you, know how you guess. could put him over any of the top seven guys. Oh man, Masaso, Lugo, O'Connor. Well, I guess Klotzky's there. So top six: Mahler, Llewellyn, and Lee. Yeah, I don't know. And then our next so where you, is Polmeyer. Yeah, where, where do you guys put him? I mean, make, make a make a make a pick here. Seven, six or seven, I think. Yeah. Ooh. And, yeah, honestly, that's not that's not the worst thing because the seven two the eight. I mean, he does have to be in the bracket, which means he's going to be near a good wrestler. <laughs> you can't not have him in there. He's going to wrestle somebody, but it's tough to see him, you know, earning the seed that is relative to his talent, the threat that he poses. I might pick him to win in CAAs. I, I'm not – I don't know if I will, but I'll see how conferences look and how – you know, what does Sasso do? What does Lugo do? I think those are those are the probably three for me in O'Connor, the fourth. I, th- I think the champ's going to come from those four guys. And Kalaza uh, going to be better than all of them. I would – I mean, if I'm looking at the bracket right now, uh, obviously – I would lean Kalazic. I mean, I, I want to see Mahler win for Missouri. That would be really good for them. But I got to lean Kalazic if, if I'm picking who I think the best guy is. I think it's him. Yeah, there's there's no I – don't, I don't blame you for that, for that perspective. Now, he did not wrestle O'Connor last year at NCAAs, right? No. Oh, he did beat Correct. him 3-2. He beat him 3-2 at the duel, but they did not wrestle at NCAAs. <laughs> and, of course, O'Connor really had a – he really came on strong at the end there. And at the end of the year, Kolodzik lost to Ashnall and then Mitch Feinsilver. So but – he, But he beat Brock Mahler twice. He has two wins over Mahler, yeah. Yes, yes. So I don't know. It's, yeah, 49 is going to be fun. I, I, I tend to lean Princeton, too, just mentally in my mind. Like, that's just how I see it playing out lehigh always has like 10 pretty good guys like you can count on it yeah. but are they going to have the title contending pop here to surpass princeton i'm not sure uh, but cornell not going to be in the mix this year it looks like but don't worry the storm's coming next year and that's going to be a whole lot of fun okay that's eiwa what? anything else were there oh. What you said, Cornell Storms coming next year. Did you did you find it interesting that I don't remember where I saw this, but that Greg Greg D is going to take a gap year for sure. Where I figured they would just try to throw him in there two years in a row. I did too. I thought that would be the plan, but I guess they're going to go veto another year at twenty five, maybe, 
And then I don't know what they do at 33 in that scenario, but you figure Saunders 41, Yanni 49, or did Saunders go 33? I mean, how big or small is he? He was a 65 for uh, trials uh, or the trials qualifier where he placed. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like 33 is a stretch for that guy. He is a he's, oh, he's not tall. Did he go? Did he go 61, Christian? No, he so, was 61 two two years ago. Yes, he was. He was. But he was 65 okay. in December at Fort Worth. That was oh what, yeah, you're right. That yeah. was the weight he wrestled at Jamindia at. He is. I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if he was done growing. If, if I don't think he's yeah. getting much taller. So I don't know what they're going to do there because there's maybe there's a scenario where they go Vito Saunders Yanni stays at 41 again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. But, they're going to be really good. I th- I thought the same thing, Ben, but you know what? With with Greg D, maybe they, they assess him. They say, well, he could really benefit from a year. And plus, next year doesn't have to be the only year we really push because yeah, all those guys are going to have two years left, right? So there's you could roll out Vito, Greg, Yan- or Greg, Vito, Yanni, Saunders. Um, you know, Yapujian's coming in. They're going to have, oh, man, they got Foca. They've got all those guys. Darmstadt. Yeah. There's dudes I'm forgetting. Or Julian Ramirez. Julian, Julian Ramirez. Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Their heavyweight student, Fern- Luis, who's it, Luis Fernandez. He's had a really yeah. good retro year. He's Jacob a pinner Cardenas. too, which helps. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to be uh, good. They're going to be good. Two years at yeah. least. Uh, but that's one of those words, you know, again, I don't want to – but it's like, okay, well, next year, if everyone's healthy and ready to go, you might as well go. And, you know, this is somewhere I've changed my mind probably in the last three years, like where I used to feel like, I don't want to see Richard everybody, but you almost Richard everybody. And now it's like, dude, like, okay, next year, if everyone's healthy, you go. Because what if then two years, say, Darmstadt gets hurt, right? Or Yanni gets hurt. And now you don't have that weapon. So if you're ready to go, you go is what I feel like. I agree. And and one thing I was thinking, I wanted to ask Coach Bowen this, but I didn't really circle back to the question. Talking about the, the jump for Mason Paris year over year. If Mason redshirts last year, do we think he's having the season he's having this year? It's just all speculation, but I, I just wonder yeah. in that example is like this dude did the whole schedule, Big Tens, NCAAs. He wrestled all these guys. Does just feeling all those guys and, and wrestling that many good wrestlers, is that changing up where opposed to just, all right, I'll hit the Michigan State Open, I'll go to the Cleveland State Open in Matt Town and get 15 matches against okay competition and go 14 and one and then come in the next year and then I do trials. Compared to everything he did, I, I just wonder about that. But I feel like that. I feel like that's a choice, though. I mean, I I had forty six matches as a red shirt. I went every, I went freaking everywhere because I wanted to get better. And then I went to the U.S. Open and the and the Junior Trials and the World Team Trial. I, I went everywhere. And so Mason Paris could have redshirted <laughs> and made those decisions. I mean, he could have got into Midlands and a bunch of those Opens. Um, you know, the one thing that sometimes I, I see some coaching staffs they sometimes they ignore their red shirts. Right, they say, "Oh, he's a red shirt. He's got another year. I'm focusing on my starter." Some guys, some coaching staffs don't. They say, "I'm, you know, we're we're gonna focus on everybody. We know he's gonna be a big part of our lineup next year." So I think it, it is all conjecture whether you say he made as big of a jump or not. But I think there's a possibility that he he does while still in red shirt. I I don't disagree with that either. I don't. I really don't. Yeah. But it's just a, it's just uh, a curious thing to see a this level of a jump, and so it bears like further speculation because it's it's a curious thing yeah one thing that's hurting my head and i got to bring it up because yeah and i know it's it's not relevant for this conference weekend but we are getting close to ncas so whatever is like 
I was just I, I looked at the bracket and I was looking at how bad Dom Demas beat up Nick Lee at NCAs last year, and like how that looked. And I'm, I remember thinking, watching that match, thinking, "Oh my God, he's killing him!" Like, how is Nick Lee ever going to beat Dom Demas? And now, like the perspective shift in eleven months of now, like Christian, if I said Dom Demas beats Nick Lee at NCAs, your freaking head's going to explode, isn't it? I would be stunned. I mean, he was. But then again, he is one of those guys where he could just bomb Nick Lee. And Nick Lee is fearless upper body also. Now, I don't yeah. know if they didn't really – I don't know. I don't think they're matching it up with many upper body exchanges. Maybe he inside tripped him. I can't can't remember how that match. I think so. I think he inside tripped him a few times. Okay, so maybe it was more I'm about to bo- go back. Maybe more upper body than I, than I recall. <clears throat> but – so he does have that that opportunity, but he is much right. Yeah, inside There's trip. One. Beautiful. So I I don't know I, my head won't explode honestly my head won't explode if Dom beat Nickley <laughs> despite the season Dom's had I absolutely think he's one of those guys you don't want to see in March you don't want to wrestle him in Minneapolis oh yeah yeah so he basically he went inside trip and Nickley bailed the second time he kind of finished Merkel with like a Merkel type, position yeah. um, mm. to make it man that was just at the first period holy cow is he get another yeah. one did you just did you recently watch this match or did you just look at the score. Uh, I just looked. I was looking at the bracket. I saw the score, and then I remember. I remember watching the match. Like, holy crap, is that happening over there? Because what the score ends up pretty big. Yeah, I forget the final here as uh, Bracky's pouring it on. But yeah, I I can't rule out Dom Demas because of the threat that he has. If he was if he wrestled a different style, man, he really did. Just yeah, by. By, yeah, beautiful shot. He's super good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hmm. Kind of maybe ch- changes. I mean, it would, wouldn't be the biggest surprise we've seen in NCAs. That's for darn sure. You won't pick Tom Demas to win. Everyone, everyone was doing it. I've been kind of nickly all along. I'm not jumping off. He the, inside tripped him again, by the way. Yeah. So basically, three, oh my god, three inside trips, uh, and then Nickley gets some stuff going at the end, but too little, too late. Yeah. Well, another thing I was thinking is that you know our Big Ten picks yesterday. We kind of all went to chalk, I mean, or, or rel- relatively close. And, you know, I always, one thing I always laugh at when I get the NCAA brackets, guys, you know, every single year, there's going to be a two or three or four or five lose. And you're like, you look at all the matchups, you're like, hey, it ain't going to be this guy. It ain't going to be this guy. And then, but then it happens. Like with our big 10 seeds, give me someone you think could come out of nowhere that we didn't pick. Because we did, I don't think we picked any winners below a three seed. Who are some guys that you think could come out of uh, a, Low seed and win. Well, win is tough. I think at forty, I said forty nine yesterday. Could you see something crazy with a Verclear and Yaya run? The winner of that eight nine um, pre quarter, doing something wild. Uh, I, I do think Sasso and Lugo are pretty removed from the field and Lee, but you, you could see something happening there. I mean, sixty five's on lockdown. Twenty five's on lockdown. Thirty three. Does <laughs> do you say Alvarez goes through RBY? Because the thing is, you for anyone on the outside of thirty three, they're gonna have to beat two. They're gonna have to beat someone yeah. and then someone in the semi in, in all likelihood because there's four mm-hmm. great four great guys there. So if you think okay, Alvarez, he's a really tough true freshman. He would have to beat RBY then DeSanto. Like that's just that's just crazy talk, right? Like it's really just tough to see yeah. as close as he was with RBY. Saying he would do that twice. Oh, by the way, that's to make the finals where you're probably going to hit Seth Gross mm-hmm. or Sebastian Rivera. So just no way. 
right? 41, I think, is one. As great as we think Nick and, and Luke are, I think that's one. I think could have Chad – because look at how good these guys are behind him. Max Mirren, Chad Red, yeah. Moran, McKee, dangerous guys, really good guys. That yes. Some of them have had really good years. As great as Nick and, and Luke are, I think that's one where you could see – because you, the whole point of this is you're saying something that is so unlikely, but – if you're looking for something yeah. unlikely, I think it's that. I think you're wise to point out Trent Hilger. Uh, I can't get around Cassiope beating Steveson, but I think Hilger is 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 worth mentioning. Uh, I, I think Shakur, you brought this one up. Shakur's an interesting one at a six. Who, you know, yes. it's again, it's like these are these are the things. Like when you look at it initially, you're like, nah, there's no way. But then you're like, well, it's going to happen somewhere. Just we just know it from. From history, nothing ever goes. What they said, there was only I one bracket that's ever went one through eight. I think someone researched that, wasn't it, Kyle? So, yeah, I think Jason Bryant looked uh, was able to find that. Uh, I, I I looked through the Big Ten brackets last year. The highest seed to make the finals was Chad Red as an eight, and it, I mean he didn't. He went through Kanan Store and Mikey Carr to get there. Um, then the, outside of that, it was Luke Pletcher who was a five, who got an injury default in the semis. Um, I don't know. Here's here's one of my favorite uh, <clears throat> memories ever. I was a big Quentin Wright fan, huge. Uh, oh my! He God. he was the eight at Big Tens, eight seed at Big Tens, and he won. He I think he was the eleven seed uh, at NCAs that year, and he won. So he's the eight at yeah. Big Tens. I mean, he was he really had a pretty rough year. G- Gambrel yes. beat him, and one eighty four at Big Tens was nasty this year. You had Travis Rutt, Kevin Steinhaus. Grant Gamble, previous third placer. Uh, Ian Hinton, Tony DeLago. I don't know how you see behind all those guys. Uh, AJ Kissel, CJ Magrum was tough. And then Quentin mm-hmm. Wright. And Quentin beats Rutt, DeLago, and then Steinhaus, who Steinhaus had majored him, I'm pretty sure, that year. Yeah. He like got on top and tilted him like a thousand times. So that was one example. So it happens. It's not unheard of for guys, even out of the eight to. To make, go on a run at Big Ten, so if we're looking for eights or nines, I mean, obviously the goat Joey Silva uh, looms large there. <laughs> hey, I'd say he's uh, unlikely. Like, Quentin Wright wasn't undefeated when he he entered right. Big Tens as the as the uh, eight seed. Four zero. Oh. You're right. Four zero, oh, baby. Uh, you guys mentioned Rashid, and I I thought this was interesting. I was working on the 197 pound preview. Uh, he only has. One, I know he's only wrestled nine matches. Only one. Bonus point victory. And he was a cradling machine before. The previous mm-hmm. two seasons, 37, point, 37 bonus point wins. Wow. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder what that – the percentage would be interesting to compare to, not just the volume, but like oh, it's, what's his bo- what was his bonus rate those years because that's – The one year was like in the 80s. And he's had some guys where you're like, <laughs> okay, this is a bonus opportunity for, for sure. 73. 73 – um, last year in '68, the year he all Americaned and down to Jeez. 11%. I mean, his bonus oh rates starting the year were 40, 45, 50, 68, 73, and now 11. Damn, that's wild. What happened? What happened, Shaq? I don't know. I mean, well, obviously, he had ACL surgery that could not yeah. have helped, but the, makes you wonder if there's something else going on there because recovering from ACL surgery is I don't want to say it's routine, but. Everyone, it, 
kind of knows knows the plan, and it's kind of a thing. You see, yeah. you see recovery from ACL surgeries. I mean, he, Jordan. Burrows. Also, this is like this is his sixth year of college wrestling. Is that a factor? I think that it is. is. Got yeah. Got to be six years in college. I guess I did that, but I wasn't on a wrestling team. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't have to peak my body for any conference tournament. He's going to be in a dogfight just to qualify. He is. He absolutely is because 197 is no joke. I mean, look at – all right, so 197, Moore, Schultz, Warner, Bruner, Davison, Rashid. It gets six, by the way. Yeah, only then, six. Here's the guys behind him. <clears throat> Find me a not-legit guy here. In this next group of four, Jordan Pagano, Jackson Strigo, Jaron Smith of Maryland, Hunter Ritter of Minnesota. That, yeah. that is 10, 10 dudes. Uh, many of those guys have qualified for NCAAs previously. So it is going to be tough. He will have to beat guys, beat some good guys. But I think it's the thing that has kept me saying, okay, this can happen. Penn State can happen is he wrestled for Penn State. He has been a good wrestler in the past. Therefore, you're waiting on it, right? Like, I'm you're just like, still yeah. waiting. Yeah. But I'm still yeah. waiting. And obviously the waiting will end at Big Ten's one way or the other because he'll either do it or he won't, right? Uh, and you'll you'll have – we'll have a glimpse. We'll, we will know exactly where he is at, at Big Ten's. And, uh, you know, if you're a Penn State fan, you need that to be – you need him to go above and beyond what, what we've seen this year and return back to what he was previously. I think – at 184, maybe we could see something crazy with, like, Rocky Jordan. If this weight was a little deeper, maybe I could see someone else. Um, I mean, obviously, Brooks is really good, but he's still a true freshman, and true freshmen mm-hmm. do true freshman things sometimes, even if they're as polished as, as he is. So I think that's where that where I see the opportunities. Uh, do you see any others? No, I, th- I think we hit them all. Uh, we caught them yeah, because all the other ones are pretty high. That I would pick are like threes or fours, so not not very low. Nice, nice. Okay, hey, you know what, Ben? It's interesting. This is a oh. this is a historic kind of moment here for for Kyle Brackey. Kyle Brackey has not traveled for wrestling since Fargo because he started a family. What? Yeah, <laughs> he's been on house arrest like. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it, but he's been well, here. We didn't after Fargo. There wasn't really. Anything to travel I'm to. I'm just saying. <clears throat> the facts are And the I facts. did travel after that for football. I literally went on a 14-day flow football road trip in August and then went to... Oh, that's right. Went to multiple events. <laughs> uh, the, la- the last event, flow sports event I've been to was Labor Day weekend. Went to the Freedom Bowl, big high school football showcase. Um, but yeah, but then we had the baby in November and I was off for a while and you guys were nice enough to let me have until March to, to get back on the road. But, yeah, and it 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 picks up big time. So I go Big Tens, yeah. obviously a week off, then NCAAs, then the week after that, last chance qualifier, then the week after that, Olympic trials. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Olivia's going to stab me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my decision. Not my decision. She, she is freaking out pretty hard uh, just because she'll be here by herself with, with Hayden, but uh, they're going to be fine. Yeah, Caleb would probably be a pretty good babysitter. Caleb's more responsible than me. He can do it. He is such this dork. Oh my gosh, my son. He has. He you wears. You called your son a dork on national radio. <laughs> he's he's great. He's the best. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a thing about him. Uh, okay. He wears this Timex watch, um, which is pretty pretty nerdy. As is, I mean, look, he, you know, 
he's my child, so whatever. But <laughs> he has his alarms go off. He has an alarm set for time to get up, the tardy bell at school, even though his mother is a teacher at the school. He's got the lunch timer. He's got um, bath time and bedtime all going on. So every once in a while, you know, we'll just be sitting there like, because he had to go to church like in the regular services, and we're sitting there, and at like 11.18 or something, it's like beep, 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 beep. He's like, like shuts it up. I was like, what is that? He's like, it's lunch. It's my, the lunch alarm. He's <laughs> ridiculous. So, yeah, he would be fine. Him and Hayden would be would be fine. Keep him on a strict schedule. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, it's time to eat, Hayden. Let's go. Let's get the bottle out. So, yeah, Bracky back in the saddle. Uh, exciting stuff. I'm pumped um, to be going back to Jersey. Right? Yeah. Every time we go to Jersey, it is the best. So the rack is is so sold out. It's very sold out. It's an amazing, amazing thing. I mean, Spay was was bringing up. You know, no, you can't make nobody happy in this sport. I mean, that's just part of it. You can't make people happy, right? It's like <laughs> NCAA. We can't get an NCAA ticket. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. All right, we'll have it in a football field one time. Let's see how it goes. Oh, it's terrible. It's haven't a, even had the tournament. I haven't can't even see. had it. You I, need they binoculars. already they already can't see the tournament they're not at. Okay, and then <laughs> on, the, on the other side, it's the rack is too small, sixty-two, six, however big it is. It's like, I think it's. I think the configuration is going to see like 7,000. 7,000. That's a, I mean, it's going to be, the atmosphere is going to be, going to be phenomenal. It's going to be fantastic. And, but, but no, not everyone can get a ticket. But then, you know, I remember when the hottest ticket you could get in wrestling two years ago was for the Iowa or for the Ohio State Penn mm-hmm. State duel. They had it at Rec Hall, and now I'm seeing Penn State fans complaining about, oh, there's not enough tickets. I'm like, excuse I mean, you know, it's just however it, it swings for them in that particular scenario. But this just happens, and you know what? K- Kale and Penn State made the right decision with the Ohio State-Penn State duel. That was an insane thing. Ben, you were there. Bader said he's never experienced anything like it. It was awesome. It and was Bader so awesome. has seen and- some stuff. <laughs> oh, don't you know? I know, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Um, when I could talk about the first time my wife met Mark Bader, it would be so fantastic, but it's not, it's not fit for air. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, man. He's, he's a wild man. Yeah. So, listen, that deal was so awesome. I mean, but I didn't, I really, I was against it. I thought they should have held it in the Bryce Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, man, there, Ohio State got like 64 fans in the whole event. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was rude to Ohio State fans. You're proving like Kale's tiny, point, though. A tiny little section of red up in this corner, you know. Um, but, yeah, wrestling fans, they complain. I don't even know why we talk. They just, they just whine and whine and whine. The rack is going to be outstanding this weekend. Um, and, listen, if they, don't want, if they don't get a ticket to that, they can go to EIWAs. If they don't get a ticket to that, they go to New Jersey State. If they don't get a ticket to that, they can go to ACC's in Pittsburgh. All within driving distance, there is absolutely nothing to complain about, people. We yeah. have something for you. PIAAs also. It's There's never a better time to be a wrestling fan in terms of the absolutely. coverage. I mean, how much, how many live matches? There's not – There's you have to work pretty hard to find a Division One match you can't find. Um, yes. To watch to watch online, it's it's tremendous. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, two years ago at Michigan State, there was not this issue of tickets, right? There were you could yep. walk up and you could. There get were empty seats. Plenty of empty <laughs> seats. Two years later, it's you know, it's pandemonium. S- now, next. Speaking of that, it was funny. Uh, 
Spade tweeted out some picture about, and it had a picture of it when it was at Michigan State, and then it was talking about how it's sold out at Minnesota and then uh, now at Rutgers. And there were Michigan fans, not Michigan, University of Michigan wrestling fans, but just Michigan people mm-hmm. being like, oh, well, it didn't sell because that was the weekend of the high school state tournament. And uh, Spade's like, yeah, it's also the weekend of the high school state tournament in New Jersey, and this sold out like six months ago. Yeah. So what's your excuse? Exactly. Exactly. New Jersey yep. just – they bring a different level of, of passion and care. Oh, yeah. It's like Iowa, Pennsylvania, New Jersey are just – they're the passion and love for the sport is just crazy in those states. And, yeah, last year Minnesota was It so was fun. incredible. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Ben, you you really played yourself. You're going to go to Ireland to sign autographs for fight fans. You're not going to go to Big Tens. Oh, you didn't my. Even- you didn't um, even tell us you're going to Ireland. I put that like in the show notes. I was like, Ben went to Ireland, and didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell how anyone. can you? How are you not going to tell anybody that's you're like, going to Ireland? It's like a no, it's like a nomad trip. Well, I told them I couldn't leave. I had to do my Thursday show at FRL, so it didn't really affect you guys. So, you know, I did. I said I have to leave Thursday night because I'm I'm doing my FRL on Thursday morning. I got to be back. I got a show on Monday with Rudis. I didn't miss anything. Listen, per no one missed me. Per new Flow Sports coronavirus protocol, you have to make us aware of any international travel as yeah. a Flow Sports employee. You're not technically a full-time employee, but for the purpose of this show, I think you have to make <laughs> us aware of any international travel moving forward. I, yeah. I don't I, I don't believe there's any uh, coronavirus in Ireland. I don't think so. We reserve the right to ground you. Yeah, we can ground you. We can, <laughs> you can lose your TSA pre-check status and everything. It could be oh. a real scenario hey speaking of new jersey i have not watched the edge documentary what do you what do you guys should i watch it I, I heard it's awesome so it's cool i mean um i had i haven't watched the most recent thing i watched like the rough cut right before the final edit and so i just still need to watch the final thing but i i watched cool. it last night knowing pretty much nothing about ernie monaco i knew about edge i didn't know any of the backstory i hadn't seen any of the previous cuts or anything and i thought it was it was pretty pretty powerful and pretty awesome I mean, you you know how big of an impact wrestling coaches have on, on people's lives and everything, but um, he genuinely does not care about making money, fame, any of that. He literally values these relationships. Like, that's how he views getting paid, is yeah. getting mm-hmm. to have these relationships with these guys. And you can see <laughs> the names that have come through there are insane. Ridiculous. Um, insane. And... Those guys and all those people. I mean, you saw Mike, Mike Gray, and uh, Matt Valini and Joe Dubuque, just in, and Zach Esposito, um, Tanelli, uh, oh, all in the dock or tweeting about it. Um, the Mako, impact that they, ha- Mako, that they had on his life or on their lives. Um, so obviously, he's an amazing person, and we need more more Ernie's in the sport. And it's interesting that you know he kind of birthed the the club movement you know yeah. it was like you just do it did it with your high school i mean where would wrestling be if all we ever had were our were our high school coaches right um awa yeah. you know think about that that's a that, that's a hot button top people get so mad when you talk about that christian um a lot of, a lot of old school people they don't want to admit that there's a you know a place and a purpose for both club coaches and high school coaches and you know, like I don't have any issues with any high school coach. I have great relationships with them because they a lot of them do a great job during the high school season, and then my job's in the offseason to help them here. So, you know, we work together. We have a very symbiotic relationship. But, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. If you watch the success America has had at the international level, how much better we've gotten in the last 10 years where there's been – you know, I, so obviously Edge was in Jersey. 
Uh, for us here in the Midwest, I think the first one was overtime. I believe it started right around the year 2000. That you know was really high, that was Sean Bormet. Uh, but the proliferation of these high-level clubs and how it's helped our America at the international level is, is just tremendous. That that's kind of a big uh, point of the in the piece on Ernie is uh, the pushback he got at first from all these high yeah. school coaches that didn't want their kids to go there and trying to force their kids not to go there or force him out of town or out of business too. Yeah, it's it's uh I think clubs are abs- I mean, I know I we didn't really have a great club scene in Virginia when I was coming up and then there's one guy who was a legendary high school coach who started a club and I was so happy to send my guys there because I knew they were getting yeah. better coaching than I could provide. They were getting better partners than than I could provide and, and getting that look. I mean, I credit a lot of the success. I mean, being able to send guys to Coach Waters and be like, hey, he's having a hard time with this. I don't know how to fix it. And then but it was great. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a, the, the quotes like, you know, it's amazing what people can accomplish when no one cares about the credit. And it's like yeah. a lot of that's ego with like all oh, the high school coach. They want the credit. And, you know, Ben, you're, you're yeah. stepping on their toes well, maybe a little bit in their mind. Well, I have don't I have great relationships. We're, yeah. we're good. I'm no good issues. with every coach in the area. We we have I have zero issues. But yeah, I think it's one of those. Well, here's what. Yeah, I mean, listen. We we're, we all have great relationships. They do a great job. We do we do a good job in the off season. Um, but I think it's one of those where if a club coach comes in and there are these people, right? But they say your high school coach is an idiot. I'm better. That guy usually does not last very long because then the high school coaches create this really antagonistic relationship, and so. What, what club coaches need to do if they want to have success is they do need to embrace the local clubs. They need to embrace the high schools because everyone needs to work together to, to push this thing forward. And if we don't work together, if we're fighting each other, the club coach isn't going to last very long and it's going to be bad for, for the local programs, right? So everyone needs to work together to drive towards a really productive endpoint. The club coaches that have that kind of mentality about the high school coaches are only hurting their kids because then it's yes. it's embedded in their minds. When I go to this practice, I'm not getting the most out of it. I'm not getting optimized. Yep. And it's in your head. This is maybe it's a waste of my time. So if it's a waste of your time, how much effort do you put in? How hard are you going to try? How how yes. seriously are you going to listen to to the coach? Um, yeah, yep. that 100%. is bad attitude. Coaches, quit doing that. Club coaches, shame on you. Public shame. seriously. Yeah, it's not good. Hey, it's 9.44. Do you want to do Tuesday headlines quick before we go? I, I think we have to. We have to. We must. Um, Damn it. I should have came up with one. That's going to help Tuesday headlines is having one. Um, I, I, I'll get one. I got one good. <clears throat> You're going to love this. This is, this is pulling in so many fun little bits. Joey Silva places higher at Big Tens than Cole Martin. Tuesday headlines. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh man. Um I the hardest part about the Tuesday headline is it's gotta be something that's unpredictable. Uh go Kyle, go give me another second. Uh, I'm thinking. Man. I came unprepared as well. Okay. You came okay. prepared. Or I, did you just come up with that? No, I I thought about it. Alright. I'm sorry. Shakur Rashid Shakur Rashid wins. 197 pounds at the Big Ten. Woo! That's a good one. That's a spicy that's take. A, yeah, that's a that's a spicy meatball there, Ben. Oh, man. He's about to pick Shakur Laney top four at max. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to win max, obviously. Um, uh, no, uh, Vincenzo wins his first Big Ten title. 
Wow. Ooh. That's time, really going on. A two time national champion wins his conference. Listen, he's never done it before. <laughs> this would be groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> Let me know if he's ever done it before. Got it. You're right. That is <laughs> as irrefutable. It has never happened in this world. Has he beaten. <laughs> He's beaten everyone in the bracket. You know what we should have had pulled up? Has he beaten everyone? Has he wrestled every single competitor in the bracket? Uh, we don't know that. No, he's wrestled the Literally ones. no way for us to look that up either. Yeah, there's no way to verify that. You know what we messed up? Ben, did you see the, the Kyle Brackey dunk yesterday? I did. I watched it. It was pretty oh impressive. My, man, I should. if I was smart, I'd have had that queued up. But it's too late. But maybe that's that's a tease for next Tuesday's show. <laughs> I'm sure after conference weekend, the first thing on the top of, I'm, I'm uh, back in the dunking of game. our mind will be to play and a that Probably my dunk. best one ever. It was your best dunk ever. You might you might need to retire. <laughs> well, it's 946. Um, ben has to board his flight to uh, Trinidad and, and Tobago or something probably. <laughs> so uh, make sure you tell your wife where you're going. But uh, Well, actually, that- Christian, Christian, I booked my 10-year trip with you guys in mind. I have, I have my 10-year anniversary coming up. We're not going to oh. go. It's in April. We're not going to May. But I... I said, listen, I got to do my FRLs. I'm not missing FRL. So, you know, I booked my travel after or whatever it is. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. That's great. Thank um, you. Don't don't have Amy, like, resent us or whatever. <laughs> Mrs. Just... Mrs. A- Mrs. Askren takes a backseat to FRL. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. All right. I have a hard time staying on her good side. But that's your issue. Um, all right. Well, thanks to Amy for uh, letting Ben do this. And thanks to Ben and... Thanks to Kyle and you guys at home for listening. Holy cow, there's so much. Well, give them the rundown of what's live as we, as Kyle plays this out. All right, so starting off tomorrow, you have uh, the PIAA championships get kicked off in Hershey. Uh, then on Friday, get a little uh, conference weekend action kicking off with the EIWA championships. And then, of course, Saturday and Sunday, you have the Big Ten championships. Also, the NJCAA National Junior College Wrestling Championships will be live on Friday and Saturday as well. And the New England State Championships on Saturday and Sunday. So it's championship season for wrestling. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so fun. No idea if the music's playing. It doesn't matter if it's playing or not. <laughs> we're going to get the heck out of here. Happy Wednesday. We're going to go eat some breakfast tacos. Heck yeah. And then we're going to go pack because we're going to New Jersey. See you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Thank you.